welcome to Quicklink Daily Podcast. Today we are joined by someone who recently competed in the Tour de France Femme and, you know, was regularly on the attack. Um, and certainly a name that, that came up quite a lot in, in commentary. It's Michel Prédewald. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. It's really nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you can join us. Um, yeah, of course. I guess I, I mentioned it in the introduction and that's probably where I'd like to start, like, what was the Tour de France farm like for you? It was insane. <laughs> so much more than I expected. It's uh, pretty crazy. I think, like, it was really hyped, the whole uh, first time Tour de France. And I think we all expected the Champs-Élysées to be really big. But then, we're like, yeah, we have to wait and see how the rest is going to be. But it's... It, it, um, how do you say that it overdid all my expectations? Like there were so many people every day. It was, it was crazy. The amount of, of, of fans and, and also the media. And yeah, it was really something else than all the other races I did. Um, just a special environment. It's really big. This I think it's the biggest race women's cycling has ever had the chance to, to, to be a part of. And that was really nice. Yeah, um, like you said, it's the biggest race like women get to be part of. Because you see, there's the sort of women's equivalent of some of the classics. Like you've got Amsterdam Gold, you've got like De Grande van Vlaanderen. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like, of course, they're like Tour Flanders and, and also the Giro Donna and, and races like that. They've been in women's cycling for years and really important to not forget them or something yeah i mean nobody's gonna forget them of course but like forget how big they are and um their loyalty to uh, women's women's cycling but um i don't know it, i did tour flanders twice now and it's last year was with uh with the fans and everyone uh and out of quademond and the paterberg it's crazy the amount of people it's it's insane um, but the tour, tour de France, it's I, I felt like it's different type of fans somehow. I mean, it's like the the environment you see on television, like the people in crazy suits and and all the signs and um, on the climbs you have all these areas with like the countries or like like Denmark country or France and Holland and that's not the same. And like in Tour of Flanders, it, it felt also amazing but different for some reason yeah it's kind of you certainly as a, a, a viewer on tv you get a sense that it yeah. it's this extra level on top of yeah what already you know, is busy yeah. yeah and you notice in the race you notice in the race that it is the tour de france you know like everybody knows tour de france and every everyone in france just i don't know it's just, it's yeah, I don't really know how to explain it, actually. It's just no, something else. Uh, and I guess one thing I'm interested in is that for you, you're on Park Hotel Wagenburg. You're not mm-hmm. a wo- uh, women's world tour team. Yeah. So you're relying on wildcard entries. So yeah. how soon before the Tour de France did you know that you were going to be in it as a team and likewise in it as an individual rider? Well, we knew 
quite soon because we have the 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 nice thing that we're in the top three of continental teams on the UCI ranking, and that means you automatically sort of automatically get a wild card for every world to race. So we're able to do every world to race there is. We chose to do to miss a few, like uh, we didn't do the the climbing races in Spain, and we didn't do Giro. Um, but the rest of the world races we did. So I think it was like February or March when we were quite sure that we had to that we could do the tour. Yeah. And yeah, and I think after Amsterdam Gold Race and Flanders and those more climbing world tour races, um where where yeah. Personally it went quite well for me and then I knew I was already quite sure that I would ride the Tour de France and or the selection was made like a month before or something or like six weeks, I think. So enough time to prepare. So that was nice. Yeah. And going into the race, are you going in thinking like, oh, like, you know, to win that race overall takes a lot Mm -hmm. of doing anyway. Do you think about that do you go actually i'd love a stage win or just to get round would be an achievement like for me to even be on the start line would be huge Uh, so how how does it i mean we have to be realistic i was not planning on winning the tour de france that would be that would be stupid like of course someday you want that but yeah there's no way i was gonna win this year and that's also fine um yeah, my expectation, it was not to get around. I mean, I, I was like, yeah, I'm not a little bit more than that. But I think as a team, we were, the goal was quite obvious eh? <laughs> on the, to get the jersey in the beginning. And I, now I think our, our main goal as a team was to really show ourselves and to be there every day, be there up in the front. And we wanted to go and attack every day. Um, and then the girls some of the girls had the plan to go for the polka dot jersey the first day and once that worked out yeah of course that's that was the main focus um for the five or six days that we had it um and for me personally i was going to the to the tour with um stage now not wins maybe but um to get a short result or already top 20 would be quite i was quite a big goal i think yeah um but that switched during the race to get a, the best gc possible and to get the white jersey and it was a shame that i didn't think about that um from the start because i in the third stage i think i i let the group ride because i was like yeah i went in the attack and then when we did the climbs and i was like yeah, okay i'm just gonna go easy today and tomorrow again and uh, i lost like two and a half minutes which really wasn't necessary, but I I didn't know I could go for GC. And then after the fourth day, I was like, fuck, I can go for GC. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm already lost to mid, so that's really stupid that I did that. Because um, then the, the white jersey would be uh, a lot closer. Maybe even I would have even worn it for one or two days. But um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that stage three, that was was that the one that uh, uh, Cecily won? Yeah. Yeah. The, so, the, yeah, like the cla- like the the spring classic type climb. Yeah, because you were off the front. And yeah. Sort of second I, through the intermediate sprint. Yeah. 
I felt so, that was quite, I felt so shit that day. And the climbs, and I had a really hard time. And I I told my teammates, Femke Gerritsen, we always, um, we have this rule. If we feel bad or we feel, I don't know, anything, we have to communicate it to each other. And then the other girls know exactly what to say to get you out of it or get you out of your head. So I was really in my head, like, no, I'm, I'm not good enough today. And I can't do it, like, in this negative vibe you know and i finally found uh, my teammate femke gelletje and i and i wrote up to her and i said femke i feel so bad and i don't know what i don't know what i have to do and blah 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 and then she said misha just go for the attack <laughs> then you get out of it and i said and i was like yeah but i don't know if i can and she's like yeah come on just you go for it and uh and that's why i went in the attack and then yeah of course uh, like one getting caught one k before climb is not the perfect uh, perfect <laughs> position to get to get over the climb, but yeah, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> I think that that's really interesting because it's the first time I've really heard someone talk about that. Is like the role of a teammate, not just yeah. in in sort of helping you a, as like a windbreaker, but yeah. actually just, just yeah, like, mentally. For sure, and I think, I mean, I I can't speak for other teams, but for us, um, I think I think for for a lot of teams also, that's the most maybe even the most important thing because everybody has bad days, and and it's normal then to get in your head and get like or insecure or frustrated or I don't know like just negative vibes, you know. And if you know your teammates really well and in our team, we do. Uh, we know what to say to each other. And I know what to say to Femke if she has a bad day. Or I know what to say to my other teammates if she, if they have a bad day. To push each other's limits. And then, um, yeah. Because you, you, you need each other if you, if you want a good result. So the team doesn't benefit <laughs> from me having a bad day for the team also, you know? Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because, you know, as we say, like, I, I find it really fascinating because mm. on commentary, they're always like, oh, you need teammates because they can yeah, do the pacing yeah, or, yeah. you know, if you've got a mechanical, they'll help you. Yeah. No one ever talks about the mental side. No. And I, I think that's something that's hugely vital and that should be kind of mentioned. Yeah, and also in the, in the yeah, the first tour, it was, there was there's so much... Uh, impressions and also on the Champs-Élysées we had some teammates that were yeah just kind of we were all overwhelmed you know we had to calm each other down and I think especially if you do a race like that even in the future if it maybe gets longer or anything like that you that's what you really need or if there's I don't know bad media attention or I don't know. It's all. Uh, it's not just the cycling thing that makes the tour the way it is, or makes it so hard. It's everything else, everything around it. Mm. It's really, yeah, really tiring <laughs> for your head. Yeah, yeah of course. And uh, I kind of, I want to ask this question, and by all means, you don't have to answer it. Mm. But how did your team cope with? kind of a, the negative attention that Nicole got from from the crash into, I can't actually remember who, 
I won't I won't talk about that too much because I don't think it's it's necessary and it's not what made the tour our tour. But um, we grow we we grew together a lot and we really support each other. And I think if something like that happens, it's really nice to have a team that really sticks together and um, helps each other. So that was yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> if we can, I'd like to sort of rewind. Um, mm. I know we started talking about the one of the most recent races, but mm. how did you even get into cycling? Oh, we go, we rewind way back. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then we have to get back uh, like 14 years. I started cycling when I was seven or eight. Or eight. And my dad always uh, used to cycle when he was younger. Like he was never pro, but like a good amateur elite rider, you know. And my brother, I have a brother that's two years older than me. And uh, we were always really close as a growing up. And then we would play in a garage or something. I don't know. And we would find these trophies and medals and everything. And of course, <clears throat> if you're a kid, that's it's like magical, you know. <laughs> wow, my father won all these, these trophies. And... Um, and then we also we, we both wanted to start cycling and then my brother started first and I wanted to do everything that my brother did when I was growing up like everything he had he, he had or did I had to do the same so uh, then uh, he started and then I started of course and never stopped wow yeah. um, <laughs> uh, and when you were growing up like what did you want to get out of cycling did you just go oh, I want to see where this leads or did you think oh, I want to be like world champion one day? Like, like how was it for for younger you? So I've actually always said I wanted to become a pro cyclist, but I think when I was like a kid, I didn't really know why I said it or what that meant. Just because everyone was saying it, and I was like, oh yeah, I I don't know, I don't yeah. But I've I've always said that for some reason because I always really enjoyed cycling. And I think when I became like when around 15 or 16, when I when you get like in juniors category and you get more serious, and then and I started to win some races. And uh, like when I was when I was a kid, I was always really bad. When I was 10, I was got dropped everywhere and, and other races, and I was just riding for fun. And then when I was 16, I was, I started to get better and 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 win some races. And I was like, hey, okay this is what I want to do and I, I love racing and yeah I, I don't know I, I always felt it was possible for me to get to a higher level it sounds a bit stupid maybe but I don't know I've always believed it could it could happen that's what motivated me as well so yeah always the the, the urge yeah I think that's uh, maybe that's it always the urge to get to the highest possible level or get the best result or get there or something you know yeah that's really interesting and then like coming into this year like what at the start of your year what did you think oh this would make it a, a successful year like what do you think is success mm -hmm. So I've actually made quite specific goals for in, in the start of the season because last year it was there I had this few races that went really well uh, like Flanders it was the first time I was I was in the first group in a world tour race and 
I was the I was the first under twenty three rider. I was really overwhelmed by that because I didn't expect it at all. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> in some other races, like I had some races where went, that went really well, and some races that went like me. And um, so, in the beginning of this year, I was like, I want to be more uh, like consistent. I want to, I want to always be there at the final, and I don't, I don't have to win Flanders yet, you know. But I want to be. I don't know, last year I needed some luck. And this year I was like, I want to create the luck for myself or like be in a position that I don't need luck to be in the first group or be in the final. I want to make sure I'm there every time. So I really uh, talked with my coaches and my trainer. Okay, how I want to get to the level that I, that I'm always up there in the final, in the final group or in the first group, stuff like that. So um for Flanders and Amstel Gold Race and Brabus Opel, races like that, um, that were my main focus. And I wanted to be up in the final and then see where that could lead me. So really focused on uh, riding those finals and yeah, being up the front and always being up the front. And I think it really worked out quite well this year. A lot more consistent uh, <laughs> results, so that's good. Yeah, and then, yeah. I was going to say this year is, um, as far as I'm aware, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but mm -hmm. um, this year seems to be your last year of your current contract. Does that yeah. change how you approach the year? Do you go, oh, I better race like extra hard, or I hope I get a result, or you know, how how does that change you mentally? So, like, of course, that's always in the back of your head because you want to show yourself and you know you have to show yourself maybe um but you really have to be careful that that's not going to be your main motivation like you don't want your motivation to be external you know it, it's because if you're gonna perform just because other people think you'll be you're good that's not yeah you that gives you so much stress and then Every time something happens and it doesn't work out, you get really bummed out because other people will think you're not a good cyclist and stuff like that. So um, actually, I actually had a, quite a hard time with that at the end of last year. Last year, because some, yeah, I, I started to get some attention and people started to notice that I was writing some results every now and then, and I, and all of a sudden, I I got super stressed. Um, <laughs> like really uh, not not good because I felt like I had to prove myself every race and show myself and it didn't work out and I got super anxious and uh, yeah not 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 the way you want it so this for this year for the start I was like okay Nisha you you do this for yourself and you have to write for yourself and um, if that works out then these teams that you have to show yourself to, they will see you eventually. That will, it's that's if you're riding well, that automatically happens. It's like it's the it's like a secondary thing. That's what I that's what I need. Yeah. And I never felt the pressure that, that I had to leave the team or anything. So yeah, that's that was also really comfortable. Yeah, and uh, what's it like as a, you know and you talked about the sort of stress element and kind of being a bit mm. 
almost fatalistic like you'll yeah, ride yeah, how you true. ride and yeah. you know if something comes of it great if it doesn't well you know you can't change anything that's happened uh, no like how does like how well actually yeah because it's not something i know of you know i've never been a pro never even no. been close like no. <laughs> how soon do you get contacted in a year is it sort of happening straight away or is it like a last minute thing well, it really depends on the team and the rider i think i can't really tell you the the average time uh for that but it's yeah it really differs from their teams already last year or teams that go that that are uh really late with everything and i think that that even um shows more that you that you have to make sure that you don't that that's not your drive because it's something that you don't have control over and 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 can't do anything about uh, like what teams think or when they approach you or if they even approach you or everything in that area hmm. so the only thing that you have to focus on and can focus on is yourself and your own results results and your own goals and if you um gonna make yourself uh depend on teams that's gonna break you because <laughs> yeah. it yeah you can have control and and they can disappoint you or they can surprise you or or whatever I, i'm just saying things now but um yeah it's important that you stay close to yourself i think in all sports i think that's 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 the, the case but even in cycling and especially women's cycling with all these world tour teams teams popping out of nowhere and and like yeah everybody knows that there's there's not enough the, i think the thing in women's cycling there's there are too much teams maybe even there's not enough riders to fill every team with 16 uh cyclists so yeah the, the transfer game is really <laughs> really going on because everyone wants something can be really uh, intimidating yeah that's quite a good point um I guess it's a bit of a jump and apologies for that but one thing I because we we have a, a group chat where we discuss things and we mention mm -hmm. upcoming interviews um, mm -hmm. I mentioned your name and one of the questions that came up was about um, you're involved in quite a bad accident um, in your mm -hmm. past and you were injured yeah. for some time yeah like how was that sort of recovery trail and on top of that like was there any point that you went I'm not sure whether I want to be a cyclist anymore. Um, the, the, the recovery trial was long. <laughs> it was almost a year. Uh, so like the accident was in August. It was actually, uh, it was four years ago now. Two days, wow. two days ago, it was precisely four years ago. So it's always a bit of a, a special moment for me and my, my family that we always pay a bit of attention or call each other like oh today is the day uh, you know that we stand still to think about it just for a second not not too much but think about it for a second um yeah 
the I think the first two or three months I was not even thinking about cycling. Not necessarily that I didn't want to cycle, but there was just yeah, I had first fixed myself and there was so much stuff going on and I was not even at home. I was in the hospital or at the re uh, rehabilitation center. So yeah, you're not even really thinking about getting back on that level for the first two months or something. But it was quite fast that I was like, no, I want to, I want to start again and I want to go back because this is what I really love to do the most. <clears throat> and it really motivated me in my uh, recovery a little bit too much even because I was like so motivated to keep going. I went a bit too fast. Like I overdid it a bit, so it, then it and then I had to take a step back, and it took even longer. So it was not uh, not <laughs> not great, but um, yeah, I never doubted that I wanted to if I wanted to get back or something. I uh, I think if you know, I think if you want if you're on this level in cycling, you have to like it so much because you have to spend so much time. Then you're sure that this is the thing that you that you want to do and want to make your career out of and want to do for yeah not the rest of your life of course but for a really long time yeah so then it's so deep or something you know then you you just know i think yeah of course and you mentioned that you had to sort of take a step back because you were trying to you know overdo it and, yeah. and recover too quickly yeah has that changed how you kind of approach you know quote unquote minor injuries like where you're like i yeah. need to recover from this uh, and you go actually i know i need to be patient here or... yeah yeah oh that's a, that's a good question actually uh, yeah maybe i yeah maybe maybe i it, it did change my approach especially with head i like I had a really bad head injury after my accident like really severe yeah concussion or maybe even worse i don't know um and then last year i crashed in no course uh, and i i hit my head and i didn't even had a concussion but yeah like i i would never take any risks again with because i know how long it takes to get back from a head injury so then i took some extra rest um which might not even be have been necessary but i just wanted to make sure that i didn't fuck up my head or anything you know yeah. Um, I think that might even be the like quote unquote dangerous thing that you get too careful because when I was in the hospital, you get you get pampered every time, and they give you painkillers. And in the beginning, I was almost addicted to the painkillers because they that's just the way the 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 healthcare system is because they they're always really careful and they're. It's painkillers everywhere. Not necessarily a bad thing, but something you have to, um, yeah, really work out of to get that out of your system to be so careful with everything. So I think, even, especially in the first two years, I had a really hard time getting out there again. You know, it's like I was quite scared for everything because the whole accident made me scared for, <laughs> I don't know, everything that could hurt me. Um, for some reason, not on the bike. I've never, I've never been scared on the bike. It's quite weird, but um, yeah, I don't know. But it, yeah, did affect my approach, I think. Yeah, one final question, and I, I potentially this is 
getting quite deep, but certainly uh, as a viewer, I feel that cycling has this sort of tough person image, like no matter what happens in terms of a crash, the first thought is get off, back on your bike, mm -hmm. try and continue no matter what. Do you think that's potentially harmful towards cycling in general that it is? Because... Um... Yeah, I mean, I can just say now that it's part of the sport, but that's 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 an e too easy of an answer, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, there there are plenty of examples with people uh, with concussions that get back on the bike, or even now nah, maybe not not um, today, but like a, a couple of years back, maybe even there were a lot of coaches or or things that pushed the girls back on the bike. Yeah, not don't just go, keep going. They had a concussion because nobody knew really what a concussion was. And of, yeah, that's really dangerous. There, I think there are a few examples of, of girls or even even men also that never got really back on their level because they uh, forced their concussion. Um, but yeah, on the other hand, it's also cycling is it's really hard sports. Like as they, the the tough tough guy uh, image is not always good but it's also part of the sport so you can't really be too sensitive about it maybe yeah i don't know we can talk about this for a really long time <laughs> the, but the finding the balance is, is hard but it's also personal i think there's some people that can go through pain or push themselves a lot more than others and that's not always a good thing yeah. uh, but you have to find a balance that fits for you where you push yourself to your limits but don't physically or mentally also really important to not mentally hurt yourself yeah absolutely. and that you can do i think yeah because i mean we'll probably end it there but like we've seen riders get criticized for withdrawing from races mm -hmm. and it's like well my view is the rider knows himself the best yeah I agree. <laughs> yeah for sure um, and it's also not a good example also for younger girls if, if there's like a big rider making the decision to quit and then getting criticized over it hmm. but yeah that's the that's 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 the media and social media and it's, they're ruthless <laughs> you can do anything right in that yeah there are there's always going to be people criticizing you so that's also <laughs> important to learn how to handle that i think yeah definitely well thank you so much there's <laughs> lots we could have talked about <laughs> still and you know i always say it but i'd love you to to do a, a follow-up at some point um, yeah for sure i really enjoyed it yeah, uh, and thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to QuickLink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at QuickLinkPod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. Share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now. <laughs>